0: In the previous episode, we had Richard Fenton on the show. Richard is the co-founder of Courage Crafters and the author of the best-selling book, Go For No. I've received lots of great feedback from our listeners about how much they enjoyed the show and how motivating it was. So if you haven't listened to it yet and you'd like to learn how to overcome your fear of rejection and hearing the word no, you should go check it out. Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit and I decided to go travelling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and <laughs> making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you'll get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go. Hi, guys. You're listening to the You In 5 Years podcast with your host, Chris Holmes. On today's podcast, we have Maggie Mills back on the show. Maggie loves to make people look good, whether it's in print or online. And she has a 30-year career in advertising, publishing and marketing. And today she's going to give us a personal branding masterclass. So we're going to cover what personal branding is, why it's important, some practical tips to get you started. Let's get into it. Hi, Maggie. Welcome back to the podcast today.
1: Hello, I'm so happy to be here with you again.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you back on the show because in episode 10, you talked about the various career changes that you've done throughout your career.
1: Yes, your career will change no matter what you're doing. Be ready. It's going to change.
0: Could you please start with telling our listeners a little bit about your background, please?
1: Oh my goodness. I have a background in advertising, marketing, and publishing. And the personal branding came about through the advertising uh, background because I was putting together information for businesses. For instance, I was working with a commercial photographer. We were putting together a brochure and it was a couple who were running this business. And You know, you have all your pretty pictures and everything about their business on the back of so many brochures there's an about section, much like on a website. So we got to this section and I was writing about the photographer and he's got stories. I studied here and I worked for this major corporation and I hung out of a helicopter to get the shot. And then we came to the other member of the couple who was running the business And she was a very accomplished illustrator. She was running the whole business. She was booking all the appointments, doing all the bookkeeping, did all the styling. And when she submitted to me what she wanted on this brochure, it was, Bonnie goes and gets lunch for everybody. And I said, okay, stop right there. This was my first interaction with working with people on their personal branding okay, you are brilliant. You're an artist in your own right. You keep this business floating. We are not saying that you go get lunch. Quit being so modest. So that's an extreme example, but it's a very good example that people do not speak well enough of themselves. So it was very much a part of work I did with all the advertising clients and, you know, you brand businesses. And so I started offering to help other people with their branding as part of the work we were doing with their business.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. And yeah, I think you're right. People do naturally tend to undersell themselves. But when it comes to looking for new opportunities, trying to progress your career, or even start a business to and make new connections, it's, it's so important to sell the best of what you do, isn't
1: it? Oh, it is to speak of yourself in a good light. And so many people are worried about being boastful. But there's a way to get your experience out there without being obnoxious about it. And what I found in working with people is that you know we're so busy, we use those words, it's the hustle, it's the grind, especially people who are striking out on their own, trying to start a new business or doing a job search, that they forget how much wonderful experience they have until they're forced to sit down and write it down. Many people haven't updated a resume in nine or 10 years. And so in having conversations with people it brings up memories. Oh, there was the time I did that. And I led that project and we we did this thing over here. So we then get all those details together and add them to the resume, which of course feeds all the other parts of the personal branding. It's a good place to start.
0: So you, you mentioned about getting your experience across in the right way and trying to have a CV or resume that really reflects all the great things that you can do. What else would you say personal branding encompasses?
1: Well, that's the starting point. You have to start thinking about what you've already done. But if you were to Google yourself right now, the results that you get back, that's your first indication of what your current brand is. It's your presence on social media. Do you have LinkedIn profile? It's also your presence on Other people's sites, are you on a company website? Are you featured in any groups? All of these things are your personal brand where it stands today. And this is what people use to form their impression of you. So when you're looking to make a job change or you're looking to start your own business, the first thing I have people do is... Okay, send me links to everything. I want your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever it is, send send me all of it, and I'm going to look through it. A lot of people already have websites. They're just starting them, or they've had them a while, haven't looked at them in a while. So we go through their entire presence, and we discuss whether it broadcasts what they want, who they are. And sometimes it's not so much who they are, it's who they want to be. And to go through the personal branding process helps people turn that a little bit. Because we've talked before about having to make changes in our career and wanting to make changes in our career, that people can use the personal branding exercise to communicate that a little bit better. You know, I I used to be an elementary school teacher, perhaps, and now I'm starting a photography business. Well, we want their online presence to show more about photography and less about elementary school teaching.
0: Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned a few tips doing a bit of like an audit to see what you come up with when you type in your name in Google. What practical tips could you offer people that are looking to get started with improving their personal branding?
1: Well, we know we're going to start there and we're going to add all the things that we've done in recent years, make sure we're up to date, make sure our resume and our LinkedIn match. And then something that's really frequently overlooked, but very, very important, is getting a decent headshot, at least one. This makes so much difference. And I suggest getting it done professionally, but it doesn't have to... I'm going to use something I heard somebody I work with recently say. Oh, I'm so tired of the ones that look like yearbook photos. (laughs) You know, they had a professional shot done, but they look very stiff and, you know, perhaps they have put on a suit and they're grimacing, trying to smile, and it's a very plain studio shot and, you know, they don't look their best. It's perfectly professional right now to switch up that kind of shot, especially if you have a career or running a business that's not brick and mortar nine to five in an office. For instance, and I've worked with a number of people who do this and they're happy and relieved to hear you can have a professional image and not wear a suit or a dress or whatever. There's someone I work with who wears bright yellow camo. This is his brand and his his employees wear the same clothes. He has an outdoor experience team building business. Now, how ridiculous would it look if his headshot was, you know, with the stiff tie and everything? Because that's not their business at all. This guy wears one of those Outback kind of hats. And every picture and every member of his staff, they all have this. They've branded all their products, backpacks, everything. Now, why it's camo, I don't know. What are you hiding from in bright yellow? (laughs) That just gives you an idea of what this is supposed to look like. But it's very, very striking. It works well for his brand because everywhere he goes, he wears this. He's interviewed on television. He gives talk. He shows up. Chamber of Commerce. He's wearing that Aussie hat and his really, really bright camo. So that's an example of you want to make your images fit your style, your business, and your personality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Cause you're saying it's best to get it professionally taken, but it doesn't need to be that kind of traditional corporate looking photo, but yeah, trying to make it memorable as well and relevant kind of to career you're moving into.
1: It's definitely worth an investment and shop around for a good photographer. And I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but when you think about how visually oriented we are with the internet, people will scroll right past your picture It's okay to have something that captures attention. And I recently had a new headshot done for myself because I'm on the board of directors for the marketing association. They had us all get new headshots. And I started sharing this headshot. It was professionally done. It's a photographer I work with in my own business. And just by sharing that headshot, I started to get invitations for interviews and meetings and things like that because it was a good shot Mm. it was very striking and that was a studio shot and I've got some other ones because of my type of work I go a little crazy with these pictures I've got one of me on the back of a Ducati because I've written for a biker magazine I have a number of them but having them lit well Is very important if it's still broadcasting your message. Now, if you're an accountant, you know, the sports bike may not fit with your personality (laughs) unless that's your area of expertise. You know, you, you work in that industry, then it would be appropriate.
0: So you mentioned having a professional headshot. And yeah, what other tips do you think would be useful to help people get started with their personal branding?
1: Well, these days you really need to be. Engaged on social media. And it's not necessarily about trying to get as many likes and followers as possible, Mm -hmm. because that doesn't translate into ROI. It's really about being engaged, which means you have to follow and interact with other people as well. If you belong to a Facebook group, just don't stalk. And I do recommend joining groups that are pertinent to your field. You can learn from other people, you make connections, but respond. When the leader of the group asks questions, go ahead and and say, oh, yes, that happened to me, or here's a connection I had, or here's an experience, or here's someone I can introduce you to. By being involved like that, you're keeping yourself in the eye of other people. can network with. Either you might have a good source for them or they might have a good source for you that will help you in your business or your career. So it's it's not a matter of trying to find a lot of people to like me. It's the right people. I was working with um, a high-end custom auto manufacturer, very expensive vehicles. These vehicles sell for Upwards higher, you know. They average two hundred fifty thousand U.S. dollars, so this is a high-end purchase. And they were looking at other car Instagrams and websites and things like that. And you know, they're they're counting all of the followers and likes and everything. And and it, it came up: Should we have the girl in the bikini on the hood of the car? Because look how many followers they have. And I said, you will definitely get a lot more followers with girls in bikinis. I said, but are they the kind of people who are going to spend 250K on this vehicle? So there's likes and then there's getting business. So don't get too caught up on the numbers and, and stay engaged with people. Be careful of what you're doing and trying to sell too much with your posts. Just be out there, be friendly. We don't need too much information. I really don't want to see the pictures of your dental surgery, but we all like seeing pictures of kids and birthday parties and and things like that. And I, And I do say people still need, need to be reminded if you know, well, pretty much this is for, for anybody, and I've seen it in all ages, you might want to avoid posting the heavy drinking pictures because at the time it looks like great fun, but you can never tell when it's gonna come back to bite you. You wanna be friendly and outgoing, but party as much as you like on your own time. Just don't take pictures of it and post it. For me, (laughs) I I have all types of clients and and I love all of them and I do a lot of ghost writing. So I stay in the background all the time And all my work is through referral. And I know they're checking me out as they should. And a couple of my clients are evangelical ministers. Now, I probably would not have gotten that work if I showed a lot of pictures from the bike weekend events I was doing when I was writing for a biker magazine. You can still show your biker pictures But you can leave out, well, you just leave out a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think that's good to do a bit of an audit, isn't it, on your site and see what kind of impression it's giving off.
1: And I suggest going back. if, If you're starting a new job search or starting a business, you know, making a change, and a lot of us are right now, people have had to do really fast pivots because of the pandemic. I would go back through my old social media and delete we all know that technically they're out there forever. And if somebody's digging deep enough, they're going to find that picture of you from college and you can be ready to defend it. Okay, it was my 21st birthday. Give me a
0: break. I've gone through a bit of a process of doing the same thing, just trying to hide or delete all the old images. Yeah, so you mentioned that as a thing to avoid. And what other kind of mistakes do you see people make?
1: Well, yeah, going, going through your pictures is a good one. I would also suggest if you don't have the budget right away to hire the photographer for your picture there are a few things you can do there the first one is I call it broccoli head look at your background and you might think you're doing you know making a nice shot because you went outside instead of in the kitchen with the dirty dishes but really often I see people standing in front of trees and bushes and they haven't really given a lot of thought to it and The tree is just sprouting right up out of their head. And it looks like there's broccoli coming out of their head. Don't have other other people in your picture if you're using it for professionals. Don't obviously cut them out from your picture as well. Even if you're not job hunting, go ahead and keep the resume updated. So don't think you're going to whip it up very quickly or don't think I'm not going to need this. I'm never going to need LinkedIn. Keep on top of it now because it's very difficult for people if they lose their position without notice. It's traumatic. I don't know if you've ever been fired, but I have. It was actually the best thing that happened in my career. I've watched other people go through it. It's very emotional. That's not the time to start getting your act together. Not that you need to be paranoid and think you're going to lose your job every day, but just be ready. Also, don't discount any volunteer work you've done. A lot of people feel like they cannot include that on any of the materials they use to talk about themselves. It's especially important for, well, for several reasons. Broadcast skills you may not necessarily use in your day-to-day job depending on the type of volunteer work you're doing. I mean, it could be anything. Are you coaching football or soccer for kids that shows that you're the type of person who is generous with your time, that you're patient if you're working with kids, that you're good at organizing? All of these things are subliminal messages about who you are and what your capabilities are. Also, there's a lot of volunteer work where maybe you're using a different type of software than you use on your regular job. And you can certainly put that on your material, your resume and your LinkedIn, all the different uh, programs and platforms you use. Volunteer work is all so good. To fill in any employment gaps, that happens to so many of us. It happens to people who have taken time off to have children or taking time off to travel. There are people who travel around the country and they do sort of the ecotourism. Well, some of that really is volunteerism. A friend of mine is a doctor and he goes to different countries every year and volunteers for several weeks at a time. And that experience is, is also very helpful. I recommend to companies as well that they, as modestly as possible, talk about the philanthropy that they're involved with because we're all looking to align ourselves with people who care a little bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. What other tips can you give for people that are trying to extract information if they are changing from one industry to another? You mentioned volunteering, which is a great one.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. You know, talk it over with a friend, somebody that you have worked with, you know, someone who doesn't work with you. Tell them that you're working on this and get their feedback. And sometimes they'll remember things that you did. Remember when you organized that conference. That counts. Those are the kind of things that we can talk about. Sometimes I meet with people and they really don't know what their brand is, or what they want to do. You know, a lot of our conversation so far has been about people who maybe have made the decision to start a new career, look for a new job, start a business. Some people are just kind of flatlining. And to go through the branding experience, the process of that can help us understand our goals, our desires, and certainly appreciate our skill set a little more. And I, I, have a, I have a funny little exercise to get people thinking about what they would like their image to be. I'll say, Imagine that you have been featured on the cover of a magazine. You just got the phone call, Oh, we're putting you on the cover of our magazine. And I say, what magazine would it be? You know, is it Field and Stream? Is it Forbes? (laughs) Is it Vogue? Think about that. So the first thing that pops into their mind, it really gets them imagining what they would like for their lives. And just because you've done the same thing for the last 10 years, doesn't mean you have to do it for the next 10. We have so much more access to... Training and education. There's much less emphasis on having to have the college degree. That it's really opening up things for people and working remotely, as we've talked about before. And I encourage people to take that chance. And, you know, your personal story really speaks to this. You thought about it for a while, you approached your employer who was really very understanding about it.
0: Yeah, so I left aerospace engineering and then there was a period of trying to figure things out. But exactly like you say, you got to take a step back and then try and figure things out. You know, what do you enjoy doing? What can you imagine yourself doing? And really using that as a starting point.
1: And if if you see something online or or something post about somebody has done this particular thing or started this particular business or they're speaking on a topic and you look at that post or that article and you go, well, I can do that. Or I can do that even better. You know, chances are you can. So if you've had that thought, well, I could be a ski instructor because I've been doing this for years. Well, you know what? You can. Hmm. You do not have to be better than every other ski instructor, photographer, crochet instructor, whatever it is you want to do, caterer. You don't have to be better than everybody else. You just need to be better than people who are not doing it at all.
0: Yeah. So you, then you can offer it as a service potentially and you know make an income from it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Are there any closing thoughts that you got that you'd like to share with others so people can take action?
1: If you're thinking that you need to do this, you can certainly start on your own. You can do it a little at a time. Everybody can do this themselves. Even though I help other people with their brand, I can't help myself. You know, I'm a strangers in a restaurant and they start talking and I'll go, Oh, have you tried this? (laughs) I said, I get very enthused about it, but to talk it over with someone else is very helpful. And even though I help people with their personal branding all the time, and I love this aspect of my work, I have somebody who helps me because I need that objective voice. Sometimes if it's just to tell me something I know, and I needed to be reminded of you know, I've, I've got to work on my own stuff too. So getting that other voice and there's something I see with every single one of my clients. They walk away with more self-confidence after we've gone through the process because they've gathered all those details. And they've put them down on paper and went, yeah, I did do that. I forgot all about that. Yes, I, I did help out over there. And, and this was something I enjoyed it's just good personally it makes you feel better and you can carry that confidence with you anywhere whether you're job seeking or not just to feel a little bit better people around you are aware of it, it gives you the confidence to try new things in your personal life and your professional life by going going through the process realizing you know you really do have a lot to offer
0: yeah i love that just reflecting on all the great things that you've done and then putting it across in the right way How can our listeners connect with you Maggie and yeah, find out more about your personal branding. I
1: have a YouTube channel where I've made a bunch of videos for absolutely free people who want to try this on their own. And it's Maggie Mills content and branding. You can look through all those videos. We've got a Facebook group, personal branding for career advancement. If you want, you can reach out to me directly at maggie at blackbook.marketing. I welcome questions because I love being everybody's cheerleader. The look on their face when we finish up with their project is priceless. That's
0: great. I'll add the links into the show notes so our listeners can find you.
1: Oh, wonderful.
0: Thanks for catching up again, Maggie. It's been really good chatting.
1: Oh, I've enjoyed it so much.
0: Maggie's created a special bonus video for you guys. Four steps to your new personal brand. Head on over to Facebook and search for the Career Change Trailblazers group. And in there, you'll be able to find the special bonus video. And this is a place where you can get support, learn and share some ideas. Click on the link in the show notes to join the group. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to the You in 5 Years podcast. Keep moving forward, guys. Until next time.